All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Hangout Talks. You know, a couple episodes back, we did an episode where I would interview Peter and Peter would interview me. And we'll be asking each other, you know, rapid fire questions. So we figured to kind of turn back the clock a little bit, go over our origin. I know that origin sounds very deep and Oh man, like, but people ask us about it though, you know, they're like, like they want to hear the juice, you know, like what's the background story of Peter and Tret, like what, like who, yeah. who, who made them who they are. So we're like, okay, why not? Why not yeah. do that? Who are we? Right. So it, and it's great for the audience to get to know us and, uh, um, and this has come about because we want to demonstrate that we're all human beings here. So going into that, but today I'm going to interview Peter. So let's. Hello, hello. <laughs> I get to so, be grilled first. <laughs> so no rapid fire questions here. It's more so just to understand where Peter came from, where his biggest turning point is in his life, and where he is right now. You know, just kind of going through that process. And you know, I'm just gonna be quiet. I'm just gonna let Peter talk. Alrighty. I think the first place to start is like where I was born, right? Like I think everyone's curious where I was born. I was born in Aurora, Colorado, but I speak Vietnamese fluently writing i'm all right um but i spoke two two languages fluently so people are like were you born in vietnam and i'm like no i wasn't i was born here watched washed up in aurora colorado watched a bunch of chinese movies dubbed so that's how i learned my vietnamese and speaking with parents and stuff but that overall grew up with my parents one bedroom apartment until i was seven um while doing that my parents owned like several businesses of their own for me i guess for me i was a very innovative kid while my parents were busy like hustling trying to raise me i would go around you know drawing pictures of pokemon in the coolest way i could think i would put glitter on it draw in very um, weird ways that was like the young businessman in me i decided to sell those photos for a dollar each and i sold it to i remember about like 20 kids made 20 bucks in in about probably two days bought more pokemon cards and yeah that i think that was the start of like the innovative journey of peter but the funny thing is that kind of doesn't click in your mind of what you wanted to do back then i was just carefree you just wanted to focus on school martial arts being that cool kid that can i guess rip off other kids with his dorky like drawn photos but um other than that moved away from their apartment and we my parents had two siblings finally helped my parents watch the two siblings and raise them while they were at work until probably about middle school until my aunt came over and started high school because i was at home most of the time um i was started out pretty nerdy until my cousins from vietnam came and they're like hey let's go party they taught me how to party how to go to coffee shops how to drink how to do a lot of stuff we're not going to go into deep detail about but and when yeah. peter peter mentioned coffee shop don't think of it as like the casual coffee shop like <laughs> we have like a starbucks or anything like that or a cafe au lait don't oh, it's a think about that shop. <laughs> it's a different type of coffee shop so if you have questions about that please send us a message and we'll let you know what kind of coffee shop we're talking about but dm us yeah <laughs> it's a very interesting coffee shop um, but yeah, from that became a super rebel kid, sophomore year to junior year of high school, like the reserve, quiet, artsy kid was gone. Nothing was weird, but became a very rebellious kid, partied, 
I remember there was days where I stayed up, you know, 5 a.m. in the morning and went straight to school afterwards, probably like drunk or like my mind was elsewhere. But finally, I had the epiphany today. I wanted to do something more with my career. So I was like, I want to go to college for pharmacy. Why? For the money. So in a way that that kind of led to, you know, one of the major, most like major turning points of my life. Um, this major turning point was, you know, my ultimate failure was making, doing something for the money. One, like money for me at the time when I decided to push forward, get straight A's all my senior year, bring my GPA back up to like 3.5, go to college, got into Regis, which was great. Um, but I think my idea I had was like to take money to have money to spend on things to take care of family which was a good thing but it wasn't me so I kind of pushed through my whole year of like first year of pharmacy trying to you know like avoid the huge red flags or like waving my face that okay like you're you suck at chemistry you suck at bio everything science I was too creative or too I thought of it as always thought of as a business opportunity in a very weird way. Like, like, okay, like, so there's this plant. That's what's name. I'm like, why did we name it that? Why didn't we name it something else? So people remember it. They're like, just, just stop it. Like, don't like just name that. It's very specific with science. And so there's very limited amount of like range of where you can mess with things. And I was the kid that was like, huh, I'm going to mess with this because I, I wanted to be that innovative kid, but you know, like things got a little, a little bit worse because with pharmacy school, you know, you know, like you do have to take the PCAT or, and then you have to pass the PCAT. So I jumped in to take the pre-CAT, studied super hard for that. And then I think that was like a huge turning point for me. I realized that, um, I wasn't. I realized that, you know, I wasn't suited for pharmacy, but yet again, consulting with the folks, they're like, no, if they, I think at the time they compared me to other people, they're like, Hey, like if that girl, that guy can do it, you can do it. Or if you, your cousin, you can do it, you can do it. So in a way it would, didn't help me at all. So I had like, no, no one to go to, to be like, Hey, like I can't do this. They're like pretty much, like, they just pushed me down a little bit more like you suck. Like you're, if you're you're like that worthless then why were we paying for your tuition and for me at the time like I, I was scared I was like hey I can't drop out and doing so I pushed through another semester of pharmacy and then because of that I think at the very end of that school year the dean called me up and they were like hey we're gonna put you through probation and I was like what's that and they're like well pretty much we're gonna put you in a probation period your grades are low like 2.8 that's really bad for the pharmacy program you're not going to make it so i remember that whole summer i was dealing with like okay like what can i do to you know fix this i remember the dean would talk to my parents vice versa talk to me just try to decide what to do you know like how can i go back to pharmacy and do better but mentally inside i was just questioning if this was the you know the right thing to do and finally like one day the dean was like your parents my parents came with me that day to talk to the, the dean of students and she was like hey like can your parents stay outside 
for me, I was just like, why? Like, I need them. You're like, no, you don't. Because everything you're doing is for them. You're living their life of their aspirations, their dreams. You wanted to be like that good child. And every time we've talked with your parents, you're always agreeing to them or they're always taking lead and building your life for you. And it's not you building your life. And I remember that day I was talking to her. She kind of told me, like, you know, like, go downtown. Go somewhere you wouldn't go away from everybody. And I think at that point, I, you know, it didn't, nothing happened really. I was just like, okay, it's a weird suggestion, but sure, tomorrow's Monday. I have nothing to do with summer. So I decided to go downtown, like the center of like where everything is, just because I've never been downtown by myself. So I remember sitting downtown. It was right across from a 16th Street mall. It was a business building. They had like just lounge chairs. And now there's like a Starbucks across that 16th Street mall and theater in this close there to there as well. Um, I just sat there. And for a while, like I just looked at all these people dressed in suits, walking around. I was like, huh, wonder what they do. I just sat there for a while. And then kind of, I just started crying a little bit because I was like, you know, like maybe this was what I was meant to do. And then I asked one of the guys, like, what do you do? He's like, well, I'm a stockbroker. I'm like, oh, okay, that's, that's cool. I don't think I want to be something in finance. In a way, I was in the depressive mode at that time. So I dug myself a little bit more. I went back to ask my parents, like, hey, can I switch to business? And then, of course, with the realization of what the dean said, they would not agree with it. And the opposite happened. They pushed me down more, yelled at me, discouraged me, said I was pathetic. Um, one of my mom's friends could do it. I could do it too. And if I couldn't go through pharmacy, what was the point of them raising me? So I remember after that argument the next day, I think my parents left to go grocery shopping or something. Um, I was trying to play the piano and I think I, that was the first time I've ever like thrown something across freaking room like I was so mad I took all the music sheets and I threw it got mad I took like the piano board apart and of course I put it back together later but I remember sitting right by the piano and then I remember I had two pills right in front of me and I just like sat there contemplated for a while I was like so mad because I felt like I couldn't change my life at all so I took them um closed my eyes uh, for a while. I woke up, I was on the piano bench. Thankfully, I was on the piano bench. Like nothing happened after taking those two pills, surprisingly, but at the same time it was a blessing because when I woke up, I, I was by myself. But then um, I remember looking, um, just looking up and I was like, you know, think, think, looking at the piano sheets as a, a drawing. And I finally, you know, Quietly, didn't talk the day, didn't talk to my folks until the end of the summer. I came in, just told my dean, like, yeah, you know, I, I'm willing to go undecided and take business classes to try. And then I quietly did what I did and I switched to business major. And slowly, as I started going to business, I felt a little bit more of, you know, myself. 
coming back to, together. And then I was like, oh, like this feels more comfortable of the niche. I started to find like a little bit of that, that happiness inside me. I was like, well, wow, like I didn't, I never felt so alive. So I guess that was like, ama- that, that was when it finally hit me that, you know, like all these people around me kind of told me like, you know, you're good at this. And I was like, yeah, I think so. But, you know, my, finally my, my advisor for Cole College, she approached me and she's like, you're really good at marketing and business in general. You're very strategic mentally. So this is fit for you. I was like, I think so. Like, I'm not, I don't think so. Cause my whole life I've been told like, I'm naive or I'm stupid or slow. And then she was like, no, I think you, because you, you're more, you're more like you, you're very nitpicky with what you want to be and who you are. And you're slower is fine. Those are the best businessmen. So she took me on. We went, I went through college. I was like, fine, I'll switch to business administration with emphasis in marketing. I put my full trust and, and, you know, and love into it. I finally, at, I, at that point, I felt like dropping that whole science path was the thing for me. I went on, you know, joining several nonprofits, organizations, you know, started crowdfunding for, you know, a startup company or first and pretty much that was one of the first companies I, I started with. I pretty much, it was a crowdfunding company to help fund, you know, students in third world countries to start building like educations for themselves using crowdfunding. Um, so that was one of the first companies I started. The founders weren't, were all right. Um, we didn't agree in certain terms, so we set, went separate ways, but I continued on with, with business school. At the same time, finding different ways entrepreneurially to grow myself, building businesses, taking up directorship positions in any way I can. Well, you know, while at, at the same time, you know, fighting that discouragement that was always around me, family-wise, and like discrimination wise, because I knew I was darker than a lot of Vietnamese people. So in a way, I tried to reach for help in those communities, didn't get it much. I remember sometimes that meetings wise, if it was like a whole Vietnamese organization, and they knew it was directed by me, only two people showed up. Pushing away that discrim- discrimination and discouragement, I was, I kept going, went on working for an energy company for one or two years than an oil company for one, two years while still continuing that kind of like startup or trying to build companies for myself until, you know, I started a retail company. Uh, not, not Sorry, I didn't start retail, I started working for a retail company for one, two years at the same time, doing um, a little bit more in kind of like the marketing side, but focusing on neuromarketing. So if you don't know what that is, it's marketing where psychologically focused so we focus on seeing what people think in their minds we would gather them in focus groups ask them questions while they're attached to brain wave reading apparatuses and we'll look into their brain to see you know what were they're thinking and usually we would have a 92.4 percent accuracy to see which parts of their brains are stimulated so they would look at a food menu they say it's good which part was good if it was if the left part lit up we would say we would be like okay for sure they like this because of this specific reason so we went on that for a while while working with a retail company took a lot of time out of my life but it was good because it really it i think it was at the point where i felt like i was going up 
in life. I felt I had the director's position almost. It was like I was a regional manager, had the position, had a CMO title, finally. But then the funny thing is getting so high to that point, you know, like it's it's cliche, but it's true what people say once you kind of like get a taste of that power or that kind of you know, feeling of that you're going somewhere, you just want to keep going up. And then everything else drops down. And I think I told the story, well, you know, once back a couple episodes ago is, you know, like finally there were days where I wanted to get that business partnership for the real tail company I was working with and for or a partnership for the marketing company that I had. So I would stay out late nights, drink to get that really, to get that opportunity. And my ex would be driving around trying to find me. And there was that one day she just stood right in front of me below my stairs after like looking at for me for like two hours, 3 a.m. in the morning, just falling out crying. I never forget. I've never made any woman besides my mom cry that that much. Like, it's, uh, you know, like, uh, and finally, like, I was like, well, why are you crying? Of course, me being stubborn, like I didn't, I realized it, but I kept in the back of my head, kept pushing. Of course, it didn't lead to, you know, what happened between us. But with my ex, but we ended on good terms. But um, in a way, it kind of stayed in the back of my head. I kept remembering it. And then leading up to now, you know, like I realized a lot of my, the things I've done was for other people, you know, like even for my marketing company, I did it. But the board that was under over my head was like, well, we have different values. We're here to make a profit for us. We got to make sales, more sales. But I'm like, what about the people? I'm like, or the people working for us? We just like get rid of them, hire students. They're indispensable. That's what they told me. And I was like, that's not okay. You know, like I built my team based on these people because I cared for these people. And our values were, it's not for profit, but actually to make the difference in lives of small businesses and everyone around. We're like, well, we're going to focus on a bigger business because that's where the money is. Forget about everyone else. So I was like, nope. Decided to leave that, become a limited partner to now eventually not a partner at all. And then at the same time, at around this time, I got laid off from the other company that I was working with. And here we are. I decided full on, hey, I'm going to start some things that that I'm going to work for myself, you know, like even now, like when even the craziest thing is if even if I see a a piece of clothing or a suit, I was like, oh, I'm going to or like a protein shake. I'm like, I can make that or I'll try to think of a way to make that so I don't have to work for someone else or pay someone else for for something ever again. No, man, like I. I appreciate you sharing that that because that that is a tough story to share it's just a tough honestly i i didn't know about that uh regarding the piano and the two pills it's uh that's a yeah. hard thing and i know people admit it or not they go through sometimes go to that process or get close to it or uh just because you know a lot of things it's press pressure them down and they don't feel like they know what they need or what they need to do next to get out of it and it was tough because they feel like it was running out of options yeah i appreciate that man and then 
yeah, like I rarely tell it to people, but I thought I'd share it just because, you know, a lot of people kind of think like they're at the end of the rope. Like I think, you know, for me at that time, um, you know, you think you're at the end of the rope because, you know, everybody's against you, which sometimes it's true. Like you don't realize it, but there, you don't have the support there that you needed, especially when it comes from loved ones. Knowing Asian parents, they're very strict and very strong on what they believe. And sometimes they disregard that, what you need. It's because they want that prestige. Yeah, and, and it's tough because they, at the end of the line, they, they do want the best for you, but mm-hmm. it also comes off as, you know, as rough too as well. Um, and, and so it's a mixture. It's hard to distinguish like what is the motive here uh, yeah. for pushing towards this path and and it's uh no i appreciate you sharing that man it's it's tough it takes cojones you know to, to share that because it's, it's not an easy thing to let's uh let's sit up here and let's share that for everybody to listen to for all our audiences and yeah to no, go through that tough part i thought everyone should know just because i felt like i haven't shared it with a lot of people for a while just yeah eventually the more i think about it even now especially I think about it still just because you know, a lot of people, they, they probably feel this way too. Like they feel like we're at the end of the rope, but you know, like you're not, you know, like yeah. you think this might be the end, but um, I was watching a you know, movie with my, my sister and he said, pretty much the guy just said, keep walking forward. If you want to be, because you're human, you're meant to keep walking. You know, like you're going to keep yeah. walking. If you stop, then you're going to regret it. So you just got to keep keep going, keep walking. He said, the, you know, the funny thing is you don't have the choice to stop, even if you want to. Somehow, like, it's a funny, like, drama story if you think about it, but, like, <laughs> <laughs> but you're just going to be like, screw it, <laughs> I'm done. And then all of a sudden you wake up, you're like, okay, who brought me back to life? You're like, oh, <laughs> we did. And you're like, damn it. Yeah. You know, but it, it, I'm joking about it, but it's kind of true because... You know, like there's always, especially with technology now, it's possible. But on top of that, it's you got to keep in mind that, you know, like through every hardship, there's always that point where you feel like there's nobody around. Yeah. And you you lose so many things and people, but you just got to keep pushing. And then from there, all the skills, all the people you meet, you know, like you never would think you get you, you wouldn't have those in your lives you know i would probably wouldn't have met tret if you know i i lost my life that day yeah and i was like yeah i wouldn't have met you either if you did um you know the worst, worst of, of it. the worst yeah. uh but you know situations like that it is you're kind of giving them you know like some kind of there, there's a path right after that there, there, you can think this way but this is somebody that just went through this and are able to accomplish these things after and it's a huge turning point sometimes we go down to square one or square zero to the bottom before we transition to uh to where we're supposed to be and i think you're in your advisor going back to your story your advisor that is awesome that i respect that that she's like your parents need to stay outside and you just come inside and that's one and two go downtown go downtown and and just sit there and it's i think that 
it's a huge part because if she didn't offer that, you could have kept going with pharmacy. I don't know where you would have been um, or, you know, a situation would have been totally different. But if she didn't suggest it for you to go downtown and just, you know, just to go there, I don't think you'd be wearing a suit and doing marketing or consulting with others to help their business. Exactly. And, you know, that, like you said, that, what, that's the beauty of it. Like sometimes you have to strip yourself to nothing to realize who you are. Because sometimes there's so many things imposed on us of, from others, like, you know, from close ones to, you know, people we work with that you kind of think that you're a certain way, but, you know, you really, are, you really aren't. Like, you know, you realize you enjoy certain things that you're like, oh, well, like I never knew I enjoyed that. Oh, I never knew yeah. that. But you kind of realize who you are. And, you know, and, the biggest important lesson from all of it is you stick true to that that what you really love at the end of the day and don't tell let anybody tell you that you can't be that or you can't do that yeah it's cliche but it's true like if you can recognize this is what your skill is and stay true to that skill and apply it to everything that you do then you know you won't have the feeling that you're pushed against the wall yeah no and once you get to the wall your back's on the wall, so the only way you can get out of it is go forward. Yeah, exactly. You so, gotta push through the wall. Or I mean, yeah. push through the wall, the, the wall in front of you, or the person, or whatever the challenge is. Yeah. So, wow. That, that's a heck of a story, and that's a heck of an origin story. And we truly appreciate everybody that tuned in today, uh, tomorrow, day after that. You're in your car, you're at home, winding down from work. We truly appreciate you all for your support and your listenership. Oh, we um, appreciate it. So sorry if we made ruined <laughs> y'all's day, but hey, I thought I'd, I we decided to go deep, and I hey, I was like, let's go a little bit deeper and actually let you get to know us a little bit, but also give you a little bit of motivation too, something to think about. No, absolutely, and we're we're two consultants that are not afraid to be vulnerable and be really true to who we are and to relay certain truth about us. So, and if you have any further questions or have anything like that, or you are relating to the story or you found the story relatable, please go ahead and DM us, follow us on Instagram is our, we are most frequent on there. So mine is Mr. Good underscore all. Mine's Peter underscore the suited marketer. And we also have an Instagram for hangout talks too. So if you want to, either of the three if you want to message us on any of them we're we're here for you yeah we're asking any questions or just you know lend another ear or support uh so please reach out to us please subscribe to hangout talk podcast on all your listening channels just keep up to date with everything that we have going on and if you do love this episode please leave it in the review give us the five stars so that way we can definitely keep making episodes just like this for you all so thank you so much and keep a lookout for uh, next time we're going on my origin story. Yeah, get to grill your origin story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, get to hear the deep side. <laughs> yeah, hear the deep side a little bit. So stay tuned. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. Bye.